Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number three of Real Golf Radio right here on 1280 The Zone, the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Hey, we know it's a snowy weekend, but uh, hey, you know, spring is around the corner. You're going to be thinking about what you're doing with your lawn. Don't forget Mountainland Supply. That's where the pros shop for your golf course equipment. That's where you shop for your home lawn equipment. Make it look like a golf course. Talk to the pros at mountainlandsupply.com. And we welcome you in. Brian and Bob with you right here on 1280 The Zone. 20 years under our belt. Love being on with you every Saturday morning, 6 to 9. And uh, just a reminder, we're giving back. We're having some fun, Bob. We're sharing the love. Callaway Golf is, uh, once again, our title sponsor here on Real Golf Radio. We feel really blessed and um, and honored to be able to work with the folks at Callaway. And uh, this is, what, seven or eight years in a row now? Yeah. After about a dozen years of TaylorMade, we've been really fortunate to have great partners on the show that allow us to continue to do this. And uh, we're giving back. You know, the new is launch week for Callaway with the new Maverick yep. drivers, uh, Fairway Woods, Irons. And we are we're giving some away. We got three of them, in fact. We got three of them. I, I, I thought we should give a driver away. Bob says, let's give three. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So there you, right. go. there you go. So you're basically, you're getting a driver from me and two from Bob. Bob's just double the generous. <laughs> so what you need to do is go out and follow us on, on our three um, social media platforms, Twitter at real golf. Also Instagram at real golf radio and also Facebook at real golf radio. Go follow us. Um, retweet, like, uh, our posts, and then also tag some friends, tag three friends and you'll get, you'll be in for our drawing to get a Maverick driver. Yeah. Coming up January 30th. So you don't even have to wait that long. What is that? Just a little, a little less than two weeks. Yeah. We're going to hook you up, uh, giving away three from each of the platforms. So follow us as Bob said on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at real golf on Twitter at real golf radio on instant Facebook. And uh, love to have you on board, join the conversation, share your thoughts and follow us along as we head through this 2020 season on the PGA tour. Uh, Rex Hoggard's going to join us in just a couple of minutes uh, and uh, remind us that while 2020 is new, the season on the PGA Tour is not. We're about a third of the way through, so uh, we'll talk about that, plus a big tournament coming up next week at Torrey Pines. The big names coming out for that one for their uh, 2020 debut. Not the season, the year, but we'll talk yep. about some of the expectations for some of these big names coming up uh, with Rex Hoggard. Also, Dave Neville gives us the inside edition of what this Maverick driver is all about. So if you want to know about Launch Week, Dave Neville is the Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway. You've heard him here on Real Golf Radio before. He joins us for a little bit of a deep dive as to what is into the technology that makes Maverick so great and why you're going to want to switch to Maverick this year. Uh, from our good friends at Uinta Golf, uh, they're already caring. I was in the store this week and in the Sandy store, they've got Maverick. Mm-hmm. You can go in and, and dial it in officially. Okay, officially, the, the uh, release date, the, the market, go-to-market date is 
next Friday. However, you can still go in, get fit, pre-order, and have that driver at Fairway Woods all ready for you. The irons as well, they're at You Went to Golf. Hit one of their locations, and they'll take good care of you. So um, that that's the lineup we have for you. The caddies out in the Monterey Peninsula getting ready for the uh, Crosby, which is now the AT&T. He also talks about some of the changes to Tory. Uh, the USGA went in and did some U.S. Open-type renovations. So some really good stuff. Great show for you. If uh, you're jonesing for some golf, it's a little too cold to get out and play. Obviously, you can settle in and enjoy some golf talk. We appreciate you being with us here on Real Golf Radio. So before we begin, shout out to Zach Blair. How about opening up tied for the lead? Nice little uh, eight under par in yep. uh, the first round. That's impressive. Yeah, good for Zach. Zach's, um, you know, worked his way up back onto the PGA Tour from the Corn Ferry Tour uh, this last year. It's good to see him playing well at the beginning of the year. Tony Finau also playing this week and, and had uh, three under par in his first round. So both those guys um, are doing okay. Yeah, Brooks Kepka's across the pond. He shot 66 in his opening round. So, I mean, look, you know, guys are getting off to a hot start, Bob, and, and we're anxious to see what they do next week. Phil Mickelson's hosting. He's scrambled around to an opening round 70. Um, you know, Phil, Phil with the host. Uh, Phil's announcing he's moving his family, uh, and he and his wife are headed to Jupiter, Florida, as soon as his son graduates from high school in a year or so. So there's some changes for Phil. Not only is he slimming down and trying to get in shape, he also announced that although he turns 50, in June, he's not going to be playing the Champions Tour anytime soon. Yeah, he decided that uh, he's hitting it too far. As long as he keeps hitting those bombs, he's not going to the PGA Tour Champions. Such a peach, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, look, I mean, you can't blame him. The guy's got a ton of talent. He's won 44 yep. times. He won last year for crying out loud. So it's not yep. like he's been uh, years without a win and he's all washed up. And, and the old, which I hate this, by the way, but the quote, taking a spot from someone else. I mean, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Phil Mickelson is. He's with, earned it. He's got a lifetime exemption twice. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, no one's gonna ever complain about Phil Mickelson being in that nope. field, uh, nope. one iota. But uh, yeah, Phil, great stuff. Uh, we talked a lot about Phil. You heard that coming up here on the show uh, next week, though. Tiger coming back. Uh, finished 2019 with his 82nd win, historic, tying Sam Snead at the Zozo. How soon do you think it's going to take to pick up 83 I don't know. in 2020? It's pretty, it's pretty good to opportunity for him to get 83 in his next one at the Traveler since, you know, uh, excuse me, the Farmer, since he's won that event so many times. Uh, I think, what, eight times he's won there at Torrey Pine South. So should be interesting to watch and see what he does. Could be. And he's started off for this, his year with a win at Torrey several times in his career. All right, uh, coming up, uh, it's time to jump into our, our conversation with Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel. He's a senior writer with GolfChannel.com. It's brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Here's Rex. Hey, Rex, how are you? Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, good to visit with you. And so you kind of heard the uh, the introduction there. And obviously, before we go to Torrey Pines, we start in the desert. Phil Mickelson hosting. I think that's a big step for him. Uh, he's also playing and making it very clear that he's not ready to jump to the Champions Tour and right off into the sunset just yet. He's got some goals. He's obviously worked hard physically on his body, but uh, he has not played good golf for almost an entire year. What's your thoughts on Phil and expectations for 2020? Well, I, I got to thinking about that. About two weeks ago, I texted his longtime agent, Steve Lord, we all know coach, about something random, and he texted me back. And then he added another text on top of that about still looking forward to a comeback year. And it got me thinking. It actually got me on an airplane. And I, I needed to fly out this week and, and have a chance to talk to, to Phil. He turns 50 in June, and, and that's a crossroads, even for a guy like Phil, who's competed very, very late into his career, because at some point, 
you do start thinking about maybe transitioning to the Champions Tour or maybe even retirement. I mean, let's face it, Phil doesn't need to play anymore, everything he's accomplished. But I think in a weird way, reaching that milestone, that 50th birthday, is going to be motivation for him because it's going to give him an opportunity to decide, is this really what I want to do? The only thing that's really held him back the last few years, and he has said it time and again, after poor rounds is that he loses focus on the golf course. And for whatever reason that is, and as you pointed out, I think physically he is in the best shape of his life probably. And that, that's difficult to say at 49 years old, but he, he really put a lot of work into it. And so the trick is going to be mentally. And I think the idea that maybe this could be the end of the road for him on the PGA tour could be that trick that keeps him going and, and keeps him competing against the younger players a little bit longer than he probably would have otherwise. You know, you talked about motivation and, you know, how Phil needs to be motivated. This this last fall, we uh, in December, we had the President's Cup. He wasn't on that team for the first time. Uh, of course, it's a Ryder Cup year and, and that will be coming up. Uh, do you think that's motivation f- enough for him to be able to uh, kind of hit the, the top level of golf again and, and, and make his way onto that team? I think most guys are pretty reluctant. Now, they'll talk about goals and, you know, of course, the famous one is Justin Thomas with all the goals pinned into, thumbed into his phone that he shows us every year at Eastlake. But uh, most of them won't tell you what they are. And Phil was different. And when he was asked this year, uh, this week about the Ryder Cup, he said specifically that, yes, that, that's what his focus has been on, just physically and mentally he wants to be on that team. And now, I did ask him how difficult it was to sit on the couch and watch the President's Cup. That's the first time since 1994 he hasn't been on one of those teams. I mean, that's a pretty historic moment. And he really didn't answer the question. He kind of danced around it. But I do think that was a bit of an eye-opening experience for him, where it was kind of a wake-up call to force him into a situation where he realized that if he's going to play on another team, he's really got to do it quickly because this is probably going to be one of his last chances. He also added that he would not want to rely on a captain's pick, that a captain's pick should be used on some of the younger guys to give them an opportunity to grow into the team and, and take on that next generation. So he sounds like he's pretty resigned to either top eight or, or out. He is. I think with Steve Stricker on the team and the way it may work out, he may end up being a good pick. I mean, if Phil plays well this year and maybe he comes up just short, I can't imagine him being left off that team. Mm. All right. Also moving to Jupiter Island. I know you're a Floridian. Uh, what's your take? This is a guy that's lived his whole life in California. All of a sudden, Jupiter Island. Any any more insight on that? No. I mean, we, I had heard the rumors about it for a couple of weeks now, actually, and, and I had a chance to ask him about it. And, and, and he said they closed on the property on the 23rd of December. It doesn't sound like it's imminent. It, it's not going to happen anytime soon. His, his youngest child, his son, Evan, uh, still has a year and a half of high school, and I'm sure they want to stay in California until he graduates. But after that, I think this is something that he's looked at for a long time. And, and, and I didn't press him for a reason. I, I think, you know, a few years ago, back in 2013, he talked about California taxes and, and maybe trying to make, you know, having to make a, a difficult decision and a drastic move. I'm not quite sure if that's it or if he's just kind of reached the point again. He turns 50 in June and his youngest son graduates from high school. A, a lot of us, I mean, I'm kind of in a similar situation. I'm looking to do the empty nest thing and downsize. So, Maybe that's the issue, but Jupiter Island's a nice place to be, man. I was going to say, are you downsizing yeah. on Jupiter Island? <laughs> I'm going to downsize to Merritt Island. How about that? There you go. There you <laughs> go. There you go. This next week, uh, Farmers Insurance uh, open. Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, a lot of the guys, Jason Day, 
Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, all those guys coming back. It's kind of the big, everybody is colliding with the big guys getting back out on tour and playing in the, in the first big event. What your thoughts about, about that and what, what you expect to see? It's fun. I mean, back in the old days, you know, back when I started covering the PGA tour, they talked about the round was sort of the place, the unofficial start of the tour season. And then, you know, they started the first week of January, but it wasn't until the round that all the top players showed up. And now it's Tory. And I think it, it, it's fun for the golf audience. I think it's, it's fun to watch all these top players show up and to see where their games are at and sort of test it a little bit. And specifically the way the condensed season has worked out, you don't have a lot of time when they show up at Torrey Pines to get ready for the Players' Championship, which is sort of that first big hurdle. And then all of a sudden you've got the Masters and the PGA, and it, it builds from there. So it, it sort of comes at you quick. And I think all of these players are going to want to get off to a fast start, particularly against a deep field like that. Let's talk about some of the individuals. We, we talked about Phil's expectation. Tiger coming off a historic comeback year last year with a 15th major, fifth green jacket there at Augusta, win number 82 at the Zozo, dominant performance at the President's Cup. I mean, expectations for Tiger 2020 are off the charts. Are they fair, and do you expect him to continue the comeback in a Tiger-like fashion, or did we see just a little glimpse that we might not expect to continue? No, I think they're fair. And, and look, I always think that they're unrealistic expectations when it comes to Tiger Woods because he's done unrealistic things. But when you consider, I, I I didn't expect him to play well at all at the Zozo, simply coming off a surgery and he hadn't played for a while and flying all the way around the world. That's not a recipe for success for Tiger Woods. And that was just a dominant performance. And then what we saw at the President's Cup, like I, I will argue he was a better captain than player, and I know that seems outlandish because he played brilliantly. But he picked that course apart. Had, had it been a stroke play event, he probably would have won that by five strokes. And then you start putting him on courses where he's had success, like Torrey Pines or Bay Hill, or we can keep going down the line. And it's always the caveat. You know, you always have to put the star at the end of the sentence where, yes, he could do, continue to do very, very special things if he stays healthy. And we've seen it time and time again. When he's not healthy, we saw at the end of last season when he was a little nicked and dinged up and he wasn't able to practice the way he wants to. He can't quite do the things that he used to do, whereas when he shows up and he's fresh and he's healthy and he's had a chance to prepare, he can still be very dominant. You know, uh, what about Rory McIlroy coming off last year as the player of the year on the PGA Tour, wins the Tour Championship um, and and a couple of other events? Um, the thing about Rory is he kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, uh, roller coaster ride with Rory from year to year, your thoughts about Rory and, and possibly what we can expect this year. It really is. Although if you look at the roller coaster ride, I've kind of matched this up. He seems to play his best golf and ride a cup years. So last year would be the anomaly, right? And you would expect him to play well this year. I think the difference now with Rory and, and I was fascinated by this all the way from January to the end of the season, you know, when he did with it at Eastlake, how he didn't he he didn't ride the highs and he didn't let the lows get to him. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, he he comes up short in L.A. and he, he he's optimistic and he thinks he's on the right track and he comes up short again and he kept building towards this crescendo and of course he wins at the Players Championship and he was still the exact same person. I mean, he maintained that sort of level didn't let anything get to him. And I was just so impressed by everything that he did just from a mental standpoint. He's a physical specimen. We know what he can do with the golf ball, but mentally, I just think last year he took a huge step. 
I'm a huge fan of Rory, but I got to give Bob a little bit of a bad time. First of all, he said a couple other wins. So he mentioned the players as in a couple <laughs> other wins. I thought that was good. Know, and, yeah. and, and he threw in uh, Rory ahead of Brooks, um, who won, you know, three wins, got the major, all that kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, it was uh, it did come down to Rory over Brooks for player of the year, although I think there's a lot of people that might uh, challenge that. But what's your take on, all kidding aside, what's your take on Brooks Kepka? Because this is a guy that's been an absolute major wrecking machine. He's number one in the world. Majors last year, he went 2-1-2-4. I mean, that's, that's just incredible stuff, and you don't see that very often in this game. And yet, I always look at windows, Rex. I look at how how long can guys keep that window open and play at that level. And, and when you see windows closing and opening and closing and opening, it helps you realize the brilliance of Tiger for keeping that window open for so long. So now here comes Brooks. How long can we expect that window to stay open, and, and do you think at least continues through this year? Well, and you kind of glossed over sort of the interesting part of that is he was Rory won the Player of the Year vote among the PGA Tour players. Mm. Brooks won among the golf riders for whatever that means, and I'm not, not I think I actually voted for Rory as, as full disclosure, and it just kind of shows you what's important to certain people. Where I think the PGA Tour players recognize Rory's week in week out sort of consistent dominance was a little bit better than what Brooks was able to do in the majors, whereas the golf riders were a little bit different. I, I think Brooks is a fascinating case, and, and he, I think he catches an undue and unfair amount of heat because he focuses so much on the majors. Uh, Tiger Woods made a career out of focusing almost entirely on the majors, and yes, he won plenty of other events, but his focus was always on the Grand Slam, and no one ever questioned him on that, and yet we want to question Brooks on focusing on the majors and doing very, very well in them. Let's face it, at least in a short sample. I mean, we, we don't have a huge sample at this point, but if he continues this pace throughout, a, let's say, a 15, 20-year career, it's going to be an amazing career. So I, I think we sort of overlook what he's been able to accomplish simply because he doesn't do it week in and week out, but he doesn't want to count. You know, Brian, Brian mentioned uh, that window of opportunity on the PGA Tour for players. Um, was talking about Brooks Kepka. What about Jordan Spieth? Do you feel his window of opportunity is closed, or what do you expect out of Jordan Spieth this coming year? I don't think it's closed because he's still young and he's still healthy, and uh, I'm sure there's certain parts of him that, that feel like he can continue to do the things he did. And let's just go back to it. I mean, every player has something, has one part of their game they can lean on. For Rory, it's his driving, and uh, for Sergio Garcia, it was his ball striking and his iron play, and we all know for Jordan Spieth, it was thinking those 20, 25, 30 footers when it mattered. He didn't make all of them, but he made them when he counted. And he got away from that. I mean, he focused on better ball striking, hitting the ball further, whatever the case may be. And he doesn't make those 25, 30 footers like he used to. Now, whether or not if you can rekindle that and find that magic again, I don't know. But if he's, he's going to have any chance at all to get back to where he was before, he's going to have to find a way. This is the fascinating discussion in golf. Would you rely on a hot putter? Do you remember the putter guy or the the ball striking guy? And you know, because the putter's back. I mean, if you look at the stats, the putter. You know, Jordan started rolling the rock. Problem is, he can't get it on the green. And you know, there's a lot. Of, and yet, you got Tony Finau on the other side, where he is absolutely clutch, uh, tee to green. And and yet, putting is like he's in the two hundred and something in, in putting. So it it is kind of it's it's kind of an interesting game, right? I mean, you you got to have something to rely on, but you got to be pretty good at some of the other. Other stuff too. Well, it, that's funny. So I, a few years ago, and I'm going to show my baseball sort of nerdy side. And you know, we all know Moneyball. And I tried to come up with whatever the stat was in golf that was Moneyball, whatever that case, whatever that was, driving distance, ball striking, putting, whatever the case may be. And so I talked to a bunch of swing coaches and players and whoever I could talk to 
sort of trying to figure this out. And what I discovered is whatever you don't do well, that's what you think is the key stat. So by, so to your point, if I was to ask Jordan Spieth what the key stat is, he's going to tell me driving the ball 350 yards. Whereas if I was asked Tony Finau what the key stat is, he's going to tell me putting. Well, whatever it is you don't do well, that's what you think is the magic stat. <laughs> that's why we all have brain damage as golfers. I've said that over and over. <laughs> and I love Moneyball, by the way, one of my favorite movies. So, hey, Rex. So, yeah, sorry. We're out of time. I was Go just, ahead. You know, I was just going to say, if, if you had to see your crystal ball, um, what, what's one thing that you would like to see this year as far as any of the players winning or majors or whatever? Uh, well, I think Tiger's going to, you know, to break the all time wins mark. I think he's going to surpass Sam Snead. If I had to guess, it's going to be at Bay Hill and having been in Japan for 82, I think, you know, for 83 to come in Orlando and all, you know, that would come along with that would be really, really special. And then I, I think when we've talked about this so much. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Rory McIlroy, and I, I just talked about how mentally I don't think anyone has come so far so fast. I think eventually he gets to the Masters, and I'd like to see it this year to complete the career grand slam. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a great story, no doubt about it. Bob's been calling that for like three years now. Ever since he had an opportunity, Bob's been saying, this is the year. I call Phil and Jordan and Rory every year. Yeah, he's looking for a Disney ending for all the grand slams. We're going to get it right eventually. If we keep doing it, you and I are going to get it right eventually. I love it. Hey, Rex, you're the best, man. Always fun to talk golf with you. Hey, And you know what I love is you've been doing this for a long time, and you still love talking about it. You're still, you're in there, you're flying across the country, getting the stories and the insights. Uh, not Nice job, man. Great work. Appreciate it. All right, that was Rex Hogger joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. Stay tuned. Dave Neville with a deep dive into the new Maverick driver from Callaway next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember the first thing can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker but true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course by how well they use values like confidence My name is Kyla. perseverance and integrity okay. in their daily lives the first thing helps young men and women become better golfers but even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirstseed.org. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Boki SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You Into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You Into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you, Mountainland Supply, the official Rainbird golf irrigation supplier in the state of Utah. If you want your lawn to look as good as your favorite golf course shop, or the pros shop at Mountainland Supply. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. As mentioned, opportunity to catch up with Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf, Dave Neville, with the inside scoop on, hey, what is Maverick all about? Well, the idea behind Maverick is this idea of unconventional thinking, and it really goes back to our founder, Mr. Ely Callaway. He, everyone called him a maverick. Everything he did, whether it be in product, in sales, in marketing, it was kind of, it was maverick. It was different. And that's what we wanted to bring to the entire Maverick line. So what you're going to see is artificial intelligence and machine learning now applied all the way across the entire product line. So you got you got three drivers. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about the standard versus the max versus the sub-zero. Yeah, so we have, we have three drivers, um, as you said, Bob. And we'll start with the standard model. This is the model that's going to fit probably 60 to 70% of players. It's our fastest head. You're going to have that AI face, which we call the flash face SS20. It also has a really, really unique shape. We're calling it a cyclone arrow shape. When you look at it in person, it's really obvious. The tail is basically removed from the driver, and that really helps with drag. It really makes that driver extremely, extremely fast. So that's your standard model. Then we have the Sub-Zero model, and Sub-Zero has been huge for us over the last few generations. It's that idea of high MOI with low spin. Typically for the better player, but not always, 
really for that player who wants to, to cut out spin. It's a little bit smaller head, too, 450 cc. And then we have the Max Driver. And the Max Driver is exciting because it's almost like two drivers in one. It's something different than we've ever had before. So if you put that weight in the draw position in the heel, you have a driver that's even more draw capable than Rogue Draw. If you put the weight, heavy weight in the back, you have the most forgiving driver that we've ever made. So a really unique offering there uh, with the Max Driver that we think can fit a lot of players. And the reason why we have three drivers is we feel like that will help fit the maximum number of players. Dave Neville joining us from Callaway Golf, talking about the new Maverick drivers, which are now out. So, uh, Dave, I, I guess when you mentioned some of the technology in here, the AI, um, the flash face, you know, those types, those are things we've heard in the past, right? These are things that you've developed and used in other um, previous products. Talk about how this all comes together and what makes, I guess, all of this unique, putting it together with Maverick. Yeah, so really it's a huge leap forward, Brian, over the past year. So last year we talked about Epic Flash and the Flash face and this idea of the 15,000 virtual prototypes that we made of the face. What we've been able to do over the past year is more than double our investment in AI and machine learning. So that's allowing us to create unique faces for each of the models of the driver. And then in the fairway wood, each of the models there and every loft in every fairway wood has a unique and different face as well. It also extends all the way out to the iron. So just, it's a huge, huge leap forward from where we've been in just one year. So, so as far as you, you were talking about the playability for everybody, um, you know, standard max or sub zero, what are most of the guys on tour using right now that, that have put it in play? I know Xander Shoffley's absolutely loved it. Yeah, so Xander was the first one to put it in play. He tested it in, in Japan in one the event over there, the PGA Tour event over there. Just absolutely loved it. He put it in play at the President's Cup, was the first one. Obviously, he played amazingly well at the President's Cup and at Kapalua as well. This week is our first major launch week. We're, we're in the desert for the Amex Classic. So we had 11 in play last week in Hawaii, but we don't have the tour van out there. So I expect a lot more to be in play this week, a lot of the, the guys are gravitating towards the Sub-Zero model. They actually have a couple other models out there as well, a Sub-Zero D, some variants of the, of the Sub-Zero. But the Sub-Zero model tends to be that better player. A lot of tour players are liking it. And then we're getting a lot of players into that standard model because that is our fastest shape. And obviously the guys always want to hit it farther. Yeah, Dave, I heard that fastest shape and I'm a sub zero guy typically because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a high spinner and yet I hear that fastest shape. So now I got a little bit of uh, FOMO that maybe if I'm not in the standard, I'm missing something. Yeah. The standard is really, it's a shape that we've never had before in Callaway history. It's worth looking at. If you go out to CallawayGolf.com, you can see a comparison between the three different models and they just, really are unique. So traditional driver design, you this idea of having the center of gravity low and deep, really having the, the tail of the driver tail off towards the back. And we have something completely different uh, with this cyclone arrow shape in the standard. The tail is really, really high. It looks like the back part of the driver has been removed. Yet in the playing position, they all look very, very similar. It really has that classic Callaway shape in the playing position. 
All right, so I got to ask you real quick, Dave. You went through a fitting, and uh, we couldn't talk about it last week, but I want to hear about it. What was your experience? Because I think even you said uh, you mentioned to me that you were even surprised uh, at how the numbers came out for you. Yeah, so it, it was phenomenal. What we did is uh, we've got a fitting room podcast. So the the fitting room podcast out there on CallawayGolf.com or, or through iTunes, where we we take a deep dive into fitting aspects of the driver. So myself and co-host Nathan Adelman, we went down to the Performance Center to get fit by Garrett Pond, who's the top fitter. He's the guy who fits uh, Mickelson uh, as well. And we hit all three of the drivers. We actually got dialed in with all three of them and even with the shafts as well to really see the differences. And I think what was very cool was to see a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about from an R&D standpoint and in marketing. It's actually true when, when, when you try it out. So the standard model was the fastest head for me, but the one that was the most consistent was actually the max model. And for me, it's the max model with the heavy weight in the rear. So with the heavy weight in the draw position, that's just too much draw because I like to draw it already. And I don't necessarily fight the slice. So in a draw position, that was too much, but you put it in the rear. It still has some draw capability, but I just saw a lot more, consistency uh, there with the, the max model. And I've been, I've been gaming the Maverick standard for a while and absolutely loved it. Um, but this max model is kind of a sleeper hit. It's not a high handicap model necessarily. We'll have tour players even playing the max model as well. So I would say you got to go get fit. We always talk about that. Uh, but for me, the max model was the best of the three. I'm not a high spin guy. So the sub zero was not as great. And, you know, I don't, I don't swing it at 120 miles an hour like you, Brian. <laughs> nice. That's very <laughs> nice of you. So, and, and tell us a little bit about the shafts that you're going to be offering with those, with those three heads. Yeah, we got really, really premium shafts this time around, Bob. So um, going all the way from 40 grams, all the way up to, to 80 grams. So starting in the lightweight category, we have the USD helium. It's probably the best known lightweight shaft that's out there. Really high performing lightweight shaft. We've got a new shaft that we worked with Project X on, the Up the Gut. That's the Evenflow Riptide. It's been out on tour for a month or so, getting good traction. That's kind of our Up the Gut and the 50 and 60 gram. And then our really stout offering is the Alda La Rogue, the 130 MSI. So this is going to be your low torque option. We have that in 60 and 70 and even in 80 grams. So ton of different options on the stock side. A lot of no upcharge shaft options out there as well. All right, got to ask you about fairway woods because uh, the the line wouldn't be complete without them. I've said this every year when we talk fairway woods, Dave, and I and I absolutely mean it. Three woods are tough. Uh, you know, I mean, when when you find a three wood, I mean, look at Henrik Stenson, great example, right? When you fall in love with a three wood, you stick with it. Talk us through this, these fairway woods and uh, why do we want to switch? Yeah, so this fairway wood lineup is really exciting. I mean, these these are a huge leap forward. I, I, I look back on what we've done with fairway woods. When we first put the face cup in a fairway wood with the X-Hot, that was a huge leap forward. And that's what took Callaway to the number one spot in fairway woods where we've been ever since. Then we put Jailbreak in the Rogue fairway woods as another leap forward. Now we have this fully optimized flash face SS20. It's that same kind of leap forward. So huge leaps in, in ball speed. You know, we're seeing it two and a half, three miles an hour faster than Epic Flash, which is just a massive jump because Epic Flash was a great fairway wood, number one selling fairway wood. So once again, we have the three models covering all bases. We have a brand new fairway wood, this max fairway wood that we've never had before. So it has a shallow face, 
but it's big and very, very easy to hit. Brian, you mentioned how hard it is for players to hit three woods, even five woods, to get it up in the air. So we right. have a lower leading edge than we, we've ever had, and we have a center of gravity that is really deep. So these these fairway woods are going to be super easy to launch. So people who struggle to hit fairway woods out into the air, they got to try Maverick. Just to clarify, Dave, they are, they can be difficult to hit, no doubt about it. It would be the most or the least loft you would use typically off of uh, without a tee. However, uh, I, I love my three woods. And what I meant by tough, it's tough that once you find one that you love, it's tough to want to switch. That's what I think is tough. I, I see guys hanging on to three woods, you know, maybe longer than any other, any other club in their bag. But uh, I, I tell you what, it sounds like you guys have outdone yourself again. I'm excited to try it. I didn't think I would want to switch out of my rogue three wood. And I put Epic Flash in play after one swing. I mean, it was that good. So I'm anxious to give this one a shot. It uh, sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, we're really proud of it. You know, there's certain products that the R&D guys, they get this little twinkle in their eye when they see the kind of performance. And that's what they're seeing with the Fairway Woods. So I expect this to be a huge, huge year for us in Fairway Woods. Color scheme so what, is good, what, too, by the way. Sorry, yeah, Bob. color scheme is great. Um, what, what, lofts, what lofts do you have in your, in your Fairway Woods that you're offering? Well, these are fixed hosel bobs, so we've got a ton of different options. So you've got a strong three, so we have a 13.5 degree. We have 15 degrees in three. We have 16.5 in four. We have 18 with five. We have a seven wood. We have a heaven wood. We have a nine wood. We have the 11 wood. So we got, we got everything covered. We got something for everybody. So that's strong threes for me and that 11 woods for you, Bob, just in case you were wondering. That's where we are on the spectrum. Oh. So. <laughs> ouch. Well, that's fight words, aren't they? Isn't it, Dan? Dave. Ouch. Uh, ouch. You know, I, I, have to, I have to talk smack this time of year because it's too cold for where we live to go play, but I still haven't beat him. So uh, that, that's all I have to say about that. But Hey, Dave, great stuff, man. Hey, looking forward to having you on again because you got a whole set of irons we got to talk about as well. Uh, but congrats on the launch. It's re- really exciting stuff. Congrats on on the tour success as well and uh we're looking forward to getting out of this cold spell and and uh, hitting it and find out what maverick's all about yeah looking forward you know i think we got some on the way for you guys so let us know after you've gotten a chance to try them out uh, how they're working for you yeah we'll do hey have a great Sounds night good. i know you're super busy we appreciate you taking the time and uh, always good to catch up with you thanks guys thanks for having me on that was Dave Neville who joined us in hour number one, brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. HoopsVision.com. Hey, it is 2020. It's the year of the eyes, right? I mean, you yep. want the, the year of vision. And you want to be able to see, you need to go where the pros go. Mike Weir, Mike Reed, Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper. Hey, even I went there, got my eyes done, and uh, we trust our eyes with the best at Hoops Vision. They're, they have new technology constantly. They're on the cutting edge. They are the they are the gold standard when it comes to getting your eyes done. So go check them out at HoopsVision.com. Sign up for a free comprehensive consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. It's just that easy. Go see them at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Stay tuned. Short break. Caddy joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. 
Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor 
and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio, brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. Home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. And I'll tell you what, you want some satisfaction, go hit that new Maverick driver. They have it at all the Uinta Golf locations up and down the Wasatch Front. Go see them, tell them Real Golf Radio sent you in for uh, to demo and check out and get fit for the new Maverick driver from Callaway. Hey, Bob, uh, it is a bit of a, a cold weekend, a little snowstorm ripping through on Friday, yeah. but uh, it's time. I think I think we got enough weather clear to jump out and smoke some meat. What do you? What are, what's on tap for on the smoker at the Casper household? Well, I don't have anything um, right on my mind right now, but I've got you know a couple of pork butts in my freezer and and some other meat. So uh, maybe a smoked meatloaf. You know, my wife wanted to try that one, so we might give it that one this weekend. Have you done a smoked meatloaf before? I have really, it's really good. How does it turn? So how do you cook that? Well, you just you just you cook, cook it in it. the pan like the loaf. Yeah, the, okay. You cook it in the little loaf. Yeah. All right. All right. So you put it in there, but then you get that in smoke infused and the good flavor from your exactly. pellet grill and all that. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to try that, I am smoking a pork butt this weekend. We're going, you know, pulled pork weekend here at the Taylor household on my um, Yoder YS640S with the Wi-Fi. You can pick that up or a tra- your favorite Traeger at one of the barbecue pit stop locations. Three of them in Lehigh, Salt Lake, and Layton or online at barbecue pit stop.com. They also have all your pellets and rubs and sauces, everything you need to be a barbecue pit master at barbecue pit stop and barbecue pit stop.com. All right. As we mentioned, we had a chance to catch up with the caddy. He's roaming around the Monterey Peninsula. He spent time down at Torrey Pines, giving us all the insight and Hey, what do you know? He witnessed a whole out Eagle by one of our golfing friends in Southern Utah. He gives a little shout out. Here he is. America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, that's not his nickname, Maverick, but there probably is a caddy named Maverick, I would guess. All caddies seem to have some kind of a nickname. Uh, Caddy, how are you, man? There's a Maverick McNeely, but I don't think he's a caddy, Grandma. <laughs> Fair enough. He's a player. Well, we don't know that, but he's a heck of a golfer. <laughs> hey, so, Caddy, where are you today? I'm driving into the beautiful Monterey Peninsula Country Club, and uh, actually I'm heading over to Spyglass. Wow. Spyglass Hill. Yeah, which I, I think has always been – one of the top handful of toughest courses on tour, top three or four. What makes it so? Five. Awesome. What makes, what it, makes so? it so difficult? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hilly. It plays long. Um, it's got a lot of pine trees all over the place. And you get the wind occasionally from the ocean. It can really make it tough. Just a great, great tough golf course. It's, it's right there in front of you. There's nothing tricky about it. But it's, it's, it's one of the best. But it's a it's a I pretty fun start on that golf course with those first four or five holes before you head back up into the up into the trees and up on the on the side of the hill. It's beautiful heading down that hill. As soon as you make the turn down the hill on one, you see the ocean from way up above, and you're playing those other ocean holes. It's pretty awesome. Obviously, getting ready hey, for. I gotta, a, give, I gotta yeah. give a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to Bryson. Okay. Not Bryson DeChambeau, though. Okay. This Bryson, I was uh, working at Tory, and 
just happened to be on the third tee and looked over to the fifth hole, and there's a ball disappearing in the hole. Hold out nine iron, second shot for Eagle, five at Torrey. Bryson <laughs> from St. George, Utah. Yeah. Really? All right. One of our Utahns down there. Nice. Awesome. That's sweet. That's right. With a caddy witness. Right. That's even better. Uh, you know, there are people on the third tee who whooped it up. It was witnessed by half a dozen people. So Wow. Impressive, yeah. When you That's get awesome. when you get lucky somewhat and you happen to hit one of your best shots you've ever hit, it is nice to have an audience though, right? Oh, you gotta love it. All right, you brought up Tory Pines. Uh I understand there's some changes the players will be looking at next week at the Farmers Insurance Open. Take us through what uh, you saw a North Course, South Course. Well, the North Course hasn't changed any from last year. It it's in great shape. The South that's the first thing that the courses are probably in as good a shape as I've ever seen them in 25 or 50 years. However long I've been going out there. And so that's great. And they're actually firm. They, the fairways were firm. The greens were firm, which is pretty rare out there at this time of year. And, and so that's guys love it when the conditions get firm. So that's good stuff. The South course had a little facelift, uh, in, in the preparation for the U S open couple tees added here and there, um, a little bit of bunkering here and there, and it's really, really good, and it's really, really hard, and it's almost 8,000 yards long. <laughs> That's Whoa. what I was going to ask you. You said some new tees. Did they throw some stuff back a little bit further, and what holes? Yeah, so let's see. The first one wouldn't be till number – actually – you got to go back to 15. Um, oh, 10. I'm sorry. Number 10. That's the, that's the big one. 10 went back another 30 or so, 40 yards. And um, it's 300 to carry that first left bunker. So it's no longer a driver wedge. It's now a driver 7, 6 iron or something like that. 5 iron, depending on weather and all that. Left to right fairway. You've got a lot of, you got a little bit of sloping fairways that, slope opposite the dog leg, which I'm not a real big fan of, but they're tough to hit. Uh, so so that, that's another thing. Not only are the fairways narrow, but they slope a little bit, which makes them effectively even more narrow. And uh, the fairway bunkering is, is is not too penal. You can hit, a tour pro can hit out of it with no problem, but it still causes a little bit of a, a problem. Um, but yeah, just overall, so, so they lengthen 10 and then, and then 14, or 15, I'm not sure, I can't even think, I don't think this tee was in before. It, it may have been, we may have not just used it, but it's 5.15 or so from the back, from the tips on uh, 15. I don't think the tour would plan that tee. But that that gets the back nine close to 4,000 yards. It's like a few yards short of 4,000. Wow. Oh, 17. And they put a tee back left on 17 a little bit. I really like that change. It gives it a way different visual on the tee shot. It's pretty cool looking. It's not less than that much longer. It's maybe 10 yards longer. But it's just a cool, it's a a different angle. You're hitting more left, to, you know, it's a more dog leg left now. It's probably 20 yards left of the old tee. So, so. It's, it's USGA, US Open, grade A prime setup. I mean, and there's, I guess the, the rough is probably lush as ever. The rough's pretty thick. It's not U.S. Open rough, but it's pretty 
it's pretty thick. If they don't cut it down, it's going to be a. It's it's usually a factor in that tournament anyway out yeah. there. Just because, just because it's got a little bit of moisture to it. So I've, every time I've played it, the South Course tour, uh, caddy, I, I feel like it that rough makes it even long. I can't. I mean, I know these guys are not a lot stronger and a lot better than I am, but coming out of that rough, I can't, I, I just can't. It's so thick. I, I can't advance it very far. So essentially, it's almost like a, a at least a half shot, maybe a shot penalty for me when I drive it in the rough. Yeah, it's definitely a half shotter. It's probably a half shotter for more, most of the tour players right now too. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough enough for that. Hey, so this week uh, they're playing in Palm Springs. Phil Mickelson is the host. You got any good Phil Mickelson stories for us? I've got to figure out which one I'm going to tell. <laughs> There's, do you know about the inchworm? No. So I didn't witness this, and I'm not sure I wanted to witness this because this is something you probably couldn't unsee. But at the President's Cup, apparently Phil Mickelson decided to entertain the other players and, and their wives with his inchworm impersonation. So he gets down on the floor and becomes a human inchworm, and I guess it's pretty comical to watch. Old Phil Mickelson, 30 pounds heavier, doing an inchworm across the floor. So <laughs> you yeah. have to see that to kind of, yeah. That one, that one ever, apparently was a pretty, pretty big hit in the, uh, in the, in the game room. So you, let's see. You Phil, know, what, while you're thinking that. about that, Caddy, I mean, they, the, the PGA tour did an article and they called him the greatest showman. And, and we, Bob and I've been talking a little bit about that. You know, he really is in that Arnold Palmer playing to the crowd, you know, the thumbs up, the smile, all that stuff. He really is kind of the, the Arnold Palmer of this generation, in a sense. I mean, Arnold didn't win as many as Jack, and uh, Phil's not going to win as many as Tiger. But man, the sure uh, the popularity is is almost equal, and the entertainment value super high. And you just never quite know. Bob brought up the the shot that he hit on uh, Augusta uh, number thirteen out of the pine straw, you know, through the trees over Ray's Creek, you know, nothing but green. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, pulling shots off like that's. I mean, that's what we've come to love about Phil. That, there's no doubt about it. Phil's an autograph signer, too. I, I, he'll sit there and sign lots and lots and lots of autographs, which he probably probably learned that from the king. Palmer did certainly love to sign the autographs or, and spent a lot of time doing it. Phil, I think that one appeal, feeling, appealing thing about Phil is he's completely inhuman at times, and then he's completely human at times. So everybody can relate to Phil because Phil will go out there and shoot you a little 83 and make a couple doubles and triples and hit a few balls out of bounds with an iron, just like everybody else does in the world. But then he'll go out and shoot 61 the next day and hit some crazy lob shot and, and, and fly a driver 330, which no one can do, even most tour pros. So I think that's one kind of interesting thing about Phil is he goes from the ridiculous to the sublime and you can't, you could never relate to tiger um, on a human level because tiger just was kind of flawless and physically so good and never messed up. And, and then you have Phil who, who, who does both. So I think that's one reason fans embrace him so much is because it's kind of like, it's kind of like watching NASCAR. It's fun when it's a great race, and you know there's going to be a good record, too, too. So <laughs> it's just great entertainment that you can kind of relate to. Because most people, when they drive their car, you're probably going to get there, and you're probably going to wreck once or twice, too. So. 
I love it. There I love go. it. He is the yep. people's champion, no doubt about it. All right, that was the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Bob, that's going to do it for us. That was a yep. fun show. Got a little yeah, insight a on show. the new Callaway driver. Got some insight on some golf course uh, changes at Torrey Pines and a little insight on big names playing next week at Torrey Pines. This should be a good one. Yeah, it should be a good one. And don't forget to go out and follow us on our social media platforms. Have a chance to win one of those Callaway Maverick drivers. At Real Golf on Twitter, at Real Golf Radio on Insta and Facebook. Go on, like us, follow us, share it, and you will be entered to win a Maverick drive. One of three we're giving away on January 30th. All right, thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer, who does a great job each and every week. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks to Mountainland Supply for sponsoring hour number three of Real Golf Radio. We'll see you next week, Saturday, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 